What's up, girls? Do y'all like the MHOG podcast? Yes, you do. The MHOG podcast is the only podcast that gets inside your shit and fucks it good. Now, if you want us to keep fucking you good, keep making that sweet, sweet podcast love to your pussy, then you need to take our podcast metaphorical penis. And put it in your friend's ear. Rub it around inside her ear. Till they fucking squirts good podcasty goodness all up inside that ear. And then you tell her to take that good podcasty goodness and then rub that ear against her friend's ear. And so on. And so on. Yeah. And then when all is said and done. We're going to have a successful podcast Because that's the way podcasting works <laughs> By you Having us fuck your friend's ear Just shut up fucking sight Yeah say we're back folks but uh the truth is is that um you're back yeah i'm back m hog i i don't know uh i don't know if we're gonna make it to 200 i i had to uh i had to get rid of a couple of guys some dead weight it's just mh it's now M- <laughs> no it's, it's just the hand it's just the hand <laughs> and if i have my way it'll just be god I had to look. I, I got tired of like carrying both those guys, and I just had to say, "Look, you know, like it's all about me. It's my show now." It was bound to happen. I, I called it about a year ago. Look, it's kind of like you know, you, we we used to when we were kids, we used to see the rocket shoot up in the sky, and they had the thrusters that would get them through the atmosphere. But eventually, the rocket had to let the thrusters go because it was just you know. <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, Rum Rum's working and Wayne Wayne's driving back from Texas Frightmare. So uh I got two it's yeah I, well, you know, y'all are both special to me, but y'all are just guests, y'all are family at this point. I got right, Mr. We're just the fuel tanks that you jettison <laughs> in the <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's like an intro of your lifelong friends there. Oh man. Yeah, see how we rate now, Tim. <laughs> right, dude. <laughs> Give it a month or two. Uh, right, I got yeah. the the great Jack Locke and artist extraordinaire Tim Laddie. Uh huh. We're back. What's up, gentlemen? We are back. I'd like to give a big fuck you to Fletch Boogie, who uh, couldn't wake up to to do this show like he promised. <laughs> well, not everybody could leave the fight last night to go take a nap, bro. <laughs> so, 
It was 11.30, and it was a, a fight. That... Who, who, who's really pussing up, bro? He was, he was up all day, man, all day and all night, dude. He was a warrior. <laughs> Old fucking Rocket Man over here had to go back to his cradle, bro. Somebody had to tuck him in because he couldn't stay up and watch the fucking fight of the century. Uh, so. I didn't even care about the fight. I was sitting there falling asleep going, why am I staying up for this shit? I don't even know who won. Man, they, it was so bad. Everybody got duped last night. If, did you watch it, Jack, or no? Did you end no, up somewhere? No, I read about it. I read somebody's play-by-play on some website. Um, yeah, it looked like it was just uh, swing, 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 dodge, 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 and uh, then they made a decision. Right. It was it did, and it was so hyped up for like years and years. Like literally, uh, what a letdown. It, it was so bad. Yeah, you, I, I don't know on. anybody who was happy with who that won fight. by decision. No. Uh, uh fucking suck ass Mayweather, dude. Yeah. yeah. But it was just, it was, dude, I hadn't watched a boxing match in like years. And I was telling my neighbor this too. I was like, man, when was the last time like everybody got together to watch like a boxing match like this? And it might've been like when Tyson bit, uh, Evander Holyfield's ear off. Like shit. I was in high school when that yeah. happened. Everybody stopped uh, after that. Cause they're like, all right, this is where it peaks. It's not good. Right, to be dude. Well, <laughs> I told, I told some other people. I was like, dude, I think that was the end of boxing was last night. I think that wrapped but it up, But you know, man. the thing is, uh, like, was... Holyfield-Tyson, like, that fight was, like, in a, in a lot of ways, that was the sort of buildup that you want as opposed to this one. Because if you think about it, like, the reason that fight was so important was because everybody remembers when we were kids and Holyfield beat Tyson. Like, that was that was a big deal. So this is like, like a grudge match that came back. And this thing ends with a dude's ear being ripped off. Like, that's... <laughs> right, that's, that's good telling. Yeah, that's worth paying for. I'd dollars to see that. Like, that's fucking incredible. I mean, the lead-up to that fight in particular, that was the one where he was like, I'm going to eat his children, right? Dude, it <laughs> might have been. Yeah, dude. He, oh, man. That, yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't get more hype than that. Don King or not, I don't give a fuck who you got. <laughs> right. You're literally biting body parts off. Like, that's... that's <laughs> when you put man. it that way, it's a little disappointing. I didn't see any children getting eaten. I just saw an ear. <laughs> All right. Uh, Appetite. We know where you butter your bread now, all right? We know what you like. Well, that's like saying you're going to give me a blowjob, and instead you just kind of, like, give me a noogie. I don't know. Like, it's... Uh, you just look at it for a minute. and Get a fucking Eskimo kiss or something. That's, that's what it was last night, dude. <laughs> fucking butterfly kisses all over my cheek. It was fucking you know, horrible. Somebody, somebody last night called it, too. They said, like, there's definitely going to be a Pacquiao Mayweather, too. And maybe that's what this was. Maybe they weren't really all in it. Yeah. I, well, dude, my buddy Bagnetto said it. He was just like, dude, the only people that won last night were Pacquiao and Mayweather. You know what I mean? The rest of us yeah. got fucked. And I was like, well, I fucking bootlegged it, so they didn't get no money out of me. But <laughs> that was a... How'd you do that? Apparently they had all these things in place to keep people from doing that. Would it was you? an ordeal. Not in South America. No, yeah. dude, we got a stream from, uh, from well, I don't know where it was, but it was somewhere mm-hmm. south of the border. And uh, so everything was in Spanish, but... Hey. And they had a bunch of, like, cool, like, Sylvester Stallone uh, boxing commercials that I guess they paid him to do, <laughs> which I don't know what was going on, but it was just cool to see Stallone. Did he the... actually speak Spanish? I don't know. Oh. He just he would stand there and, like, shake his head like, no, yeah, like something. Guy Taco would... Bell. No, they, <laughs> they just filmed him reacting to them asking him to do the commercial and then used <laughs> it. Meredith Vieira. Right, dude, then they just... Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Festiva. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Dude, and I had just watched Rambo the night before, bro, the newer movie, dude. Oh, man, Stallone's a god as far as I'm concerned, dude. He's, he's incredible. Is that the one where he's, like, in South America and goes to, like, save a village or some shit? 
Yeah, he, he has to fight the Manny Pacquiao army. Yeah, dude, it's fucking incredible, man. <laughs> that, uh, that ends by decision as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Rocky versus the Manny Pacquiao army, dude. And just vote. Three judges come in and just fucking decide. There's going to be a rematch later. They're going to make a sequel. But no, dude, he just mows everybody down with a 50 cal at the end. It's pretty epic. It's pretty awesome. Oh, man. Nah. Side note. Just <laughs> I'm all random. about UFC, but I just I, I can't get it. I, I just didn't give a shit. Like, I, I was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, it, like I'm watching two guys punch each other in the face, and I'm falling asleep. I'm like, what? Well, it is a gentleman's sport, you know. <laughs> a gentleman's sport where a guy got his ear eaten. Like, <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> but that, that, that might have started UFC, man. Now, UFC is going to take over, dude. It's, I, it I think that's has. a wrap, man. I think it's it over. Did. It did years ago. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, yeah, but to be fair, like, all the interest in this was just a fluke. That's it is thinking. interesting though that, that right. boxing matches can still command those like millions of dollars, like this despite everything. It like and it's not just this fight. These, you know, they they have fights all the time and those those pull in millions too. But not like this, dude. They, they, I had I haven't heard anything or seen anything like this in a, everybody was watching that shit last oh, yeah. night, dude. Or, or you knew yeah, it, it was, was like happening. The Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? If you weren't watching it. You What's going on? Yeah. Yes, it's very much like Super Bowl. They so, figured out how to utilize the new media for this one. Right. I don't think people are going to be fooled twice after seeing that from all I've heard of it. I was talking about this last yeah. night, too. Like the, the what, Part of the reason the UFC is is beating them is that boxing used to have personalities. You know, like it, it wasn't just that you had like Ali being a great fighter. It was that Ali would go and just talk endlessly. Tyson. Tyson said some dumb shit, but Tyson knew how to fucking talk. He knew how to bring you in. These guys, I don't, I've never heard Manny Pacquiao say a word. Does he speak English? I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, you can be a great fighter, but uh, you know, people want entertainment today. You know, it's it's so much about showmanship and boxing. Yeah. No showmanship. That's all like well, court also, documents you... and political stances. That's all I know. Right. The two of them. Oh, man. Well, that's, yeah, right. And he was kicking out all kinds of uh, female broadcasters because they kept talking about his abuse of women. Like, he wouldn't, the Mayweather camp wouldn't let him in and stuff like that. Right, uh, yeah, I read about it. Or let him in, but, yeah. but it's yeah, like a road hotel. The, the no. female reporters didn't check out. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Just like all his other relationships. Yeah, dude. Right. Uh, Nah, man, fuck that, dude. No, people, dude, people paying that kind of money, dude. You want to see a fight, man, and that is not what you got. Not even close, dude. It was a, it was dudes fucking yeah, hiding in the corner and it, yeah, boxing sucks, dude. It's over. <laughs> fucking ended. Uh, so <laughs> wear them out like they wore the audience. So, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Jack, uh, I, I wanted to apologize yeah. to you, man. You had a show this past Friday at Twist, and I was gonna go, but. You know, as we'll get to in a, in a little bit, you know, free comic book day was yesterday, and I just, you know, after ah, 13 sure. hours yeah. of work, and I was just like, uh, you're a busy man, yeah, I understand. I'm, no, I'm a shitty <laughs> friend is what I'm, I'm like Tim Laddie. I, <laughs> I just say I'm going to show up, and then I bail. So. Right. <laughs> oh, man. You've learned well. You've learned well, my Padawan. <laughs> so, Jack, what else have you been up to? Uh, mostly working on the movie soundtrack for that independent western i've been putting together um and it's uh just watching the same 15 seconds of a scene over and over again and scoring it and then getting your own music stuck in your head all night like fucking it's a small world or something <laughs> on loop on loop 
Dude, be like Kanye. That's all you should listen to is your own shit, and just like, and then just tell other people, hey, you need to listen to this too because it's fucking awesome. Fucking <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, wait, yeah. So you wrote the movie? Like, this is your movie, or you just doing the score for it? Oh no, I did everything uh, as far as like editing it, writing it, directing it, uh, putting the cast and stuff together. Of course, I had a bunch of people, you know, also doing stuff with it as well. But initial. Initial writing and uh, all the editing. Yeah, that was me. Holy shit, dude! What an undertaking, bro. That's fucking awesome. It is. It, it's it's very fun and it's uh, really punishing at the same time. It's punishing. <laughs> um, have you ever done like a score before? Have you ever done something like that? No, a music a movie score is completely new thing for me. Uh, it's I, I had no idea if I'd be any good at it. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, how it's coming along so far. I guess I've got about 25 percent of it done right now. Um, but yeah, it's a totally different undertaking than anything I've ever done musically because you got to match it to the actions and everything's got to sync up. Like if some dude drops something, you know, you want to have that as part of the music cue, unless you've already done it too much, then, then you start Batmaning it, you know, like the sixties Batman series where, you know, everything has, you don't want to do that. You know, you're trying to match a mood, you're trying to match an emotion and, uh, yeah, that's. That's a really interesting balance to keep. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes you're not in the right mood for it. But uh, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. No, I've... that's fucking control, dude. That's yeah. very cool. That's all I listen to all day are scores. So that's I'm, I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff. Oh, serious? What's your favorite one? Um, dude, before y'all even got on, I'm inking right now. And right before, fuck, I don't know if I can answer the what's my favorite. But I was listening to Interstellar, which is really. If you've seen the movie, it's all about time and time and string theory and stuff like that. And, like, Hans Zimmer has, like, clocks in the background if you listen really close and stuff like that. Like, there's all kinds of little things going on. It's yeah, it's, like it's the attention to detail that you hear in a lot oh. of, the, you know, more upscale scores. It's like they tell you – you know, the movie shows you what you need to know, and the scores tell you how you need to feel. Zimmer does – dude, he's been doing a lot of stuff because I've, I've been – I haven't seen the movie. It's called Rush. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but I think it's some I kind haven't. of race car movie from oh, the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, the one But I've been Thor listening to the in. score. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm about to watch the movie, but I've been listening to the score, and even in that, in the background, you can hear, like, racing cars, or you can hear, like, kids laughing. Like, Zimmer's, he he does it all digitally. Um, I don't know, it's just interesting. It's nice, especially if you've got a good pair of headphones or something like that, you can really hear, right. like, what the fuck's going on. Um, I love that sort of stuff. Like, an autistic sense of detail to all this, you know... This is very right, small. Right, it's so part subtle. Of right. Oh man, so yeah. What? Okay, well, fuck. I'm not the one writing a score. Who? Who's your favorite person? You know what I mean? Uh, I'm I'm big into John Williams. I was listening nice, to a great, lot of great uh, a lot of Raiders of the Lost Ark soundtrack and Last Crusade to really get um, into that because it's you know I like the sort of adventure feel that he gives to it. It's it's way over the top uh, in a lot of places, but not so much that it's comical. But it's also ubiquitous right. to where, like, I'm not a I'm not a score nerd at all. But you know, there's certain just things that he's done that affect everyone. And like when it comes on, it it gives like look, just listen to the like the Jurassic Park theme that starts off slow and That's and then like yeah. it doesn't matter if you're watching the movie or not, you get the same feeling. Like you can kind of picture in your head 
the gates of of the park opening. Like it's it's pretty like John right. Williams is accessible to everybody. Everybody knows something. John Williams, uh, it's almost like he writes jingles more than he writes scores because it's shit <laughs> that just gets buried in the back of your head forever and ever and ever. It's right. instantly recognizable. Melodies. That would be great if he just started uh, which... working for McDonald's and Burger King for the rest of his career. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, dude. Fucking hot pocket. Now I'm really having it my way. <laughs> Up. But dude, but no, good. I always bring this example up, dude. If you go back and watch Jaws, dude, you take John Williams out of that movie, that, that's a fucking turd. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a horrible fucking film. John Williams is the shark. You know what I mean? Like he makes. I, he I don't think he gets enough two credit notes. Two fucking right, notes. right, right. There's nothing, dude. It's oh my god, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, he's I yeah he's. Everybody, if, you, if you're in this, any kind of film score, I would think John Williams is probably your go-to. And then you John can go to Williams like, is 101. You start there, yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. And then you can go to like James Horner, Zimmer, Elfman, whatever, all them other guys. Uh, right. No, nah, dude, that's that's impressive, man. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm hoping it uh, hoping it comes out good. And what and what did you do? Like a Kickstarter? Like how are you? How are you like funding it? Like where's all that coming from? About three years ago, we did an Indiegogo for it. Just uh, it it's the project's evolved a lot over the years, uh, and it's been years because it's hard to get a lot of people on schedule whenever you know it's not a financial priority for them. So we just use people as we were able to for you know cast as well as crew. We had a small crew. I did a I did an Indiegogo. We ended up making about sixteen hundred. Which was 400 shy of what we were looking to get, but um, that that helped a lot with uh, with the cost because the whole budget of the movie ended up being a little bit north of 3,000. Okay. For how long? How long is how long do you think the film? Well, I guess the film's done if you're already doing the score. Right. So how long is it? Uh, well, it's two scripts. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into detail because it's just a confusing mess that I still need to learn how to uh, condense into an easily digestible <laughs> sentence. Uh, one is one that I wrote when I was six years old uh, that we're calling that the B script. The other is one that I wrote based off the same settings and characters from the B script, just a much more mature story with them. Uh, that's We call that the A script. So it's two films. B script is 15 minutes. A script is about 50 Oh fuck, that's fun, oh, dude! I'm becoming a Jack Lock, a Jack Lock fan right now, bro. That's fucking cool <laughs> shit, dude. Seriously. Do you do you uh, know uh, how far you're off you are from the screening that you plan on doing? Yeah, I've put a hard deadline, fall 2015. Uh, it has to come out by then because I need to get onto other projects. This thing's just been a time vampire for three right, years. Right. <laughs> now, I, I uh, y'all fuck. both did uh, kicks. Well, I mean, you, you know, Indiegogo, but y'all both did crowdfunding. For, for projects and I'm oh yeah what'd you do uh, I did my comic book Night Stars which you know Pickle Scoop and them were even yesterday were kind of like you know where's where's issue two at you know what I mean like it's still uh, uh still got to finish up a couple little things here and there on it but uh that, yeah interesting experience for sure uh doing crowdfunding but yeah that, it is <laughs> you got to produce now you know what I mean so uh it's, right. it's definitely um I don't know but I kind of like that pressure I think it's fun it, I think it makes people better we wouldn't have landed on the moon or, you know what I mean? Like without all the stuff that humans have done. Right. Without, without, without Kickstarter, yeah. Kickstarter, yeah, dude. Without GoFundMe, Julie Vader would have no house. So, yeah, man. So, uh. Oh, Kennedy was, was on the air. Ask not what you, what we can do for you, but go on Kickstarter and c- contribute. We've got some right. good benefits for the $50. Hold on. I have range. a hole underneath the podium. 
Uh, right, yeah, it ends up being like the scene from fucking Police Academy 1, dude. We are very, very... He's <laughs> getting his dick sucked. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, if I don't put a deadline on something, it never gets done. So, you know. Dude, a buddy of mine, and this is fucking good for anybody that does like, any kind of art, and he's been on the show, TJ, he would always tell me... Uh, Finished shit is always better than a half-finished masterpiece. You know what I'm yeah. saying, dude? Sometimes you just get it fucking done and move on. You know what I mean? Because people sit there all day tweaking and doing this and that, and they have nothing to show for it. Yeah. Eventually, just... you just got to say this is good. Right. right. And I tell you what, brother. It'll be better than my movie. It'll be better than fucking Buck Lightning's movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> all the people that never did one. So, Because um, you ain't got no movie, motherfucker. Right. That's why, dude. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, see? He's got one. He's got one of those prospectives. Yeah. <laughs> he's about to launch his fucking GoFundMe right now, dude. Yeah. No, it's an, autobiogra- it's an autobiographical film. He stars as the Rocket. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like yeah, it's Rocket actually Lightning. a '70s movie where I play a pimp named Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I do have a, a project that I'm that well, we're still not sure what what's going to happen with it, and I. I, I hate bringing it up because I'm always like, ah, we're not ready to talk about it yet. But well, then don't bring it up. I mean, I don't <laughs> talking about it. But no, yeah. but we're, we're, you know, we might have to do crowdfunding for it, and it's, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people who've done crowdfunding or a fair amount, like probably four or five, and nobody ever walks away from it, you know, except for the person that Laddie just mentioned, like with a good feeling, you know, <laughs> like everybody's sort of mm-hmm. like. Right. Eh. Like, I kind of had to do it, never going to do this again. Like, it's... Well, for me, it felt like we didn't have to do it, uh, but you don't know that until after the fact. But, right. you know, if, as long as you're I, willing to give man. people something back, I feel like it's not a bad option. Oh, I love giving people something back. Yeah, the it, it was right. so much fun putting together the little packages for the, you know, higher-end contributors. You know, storyboard pages and shit like that, which... You know, it was funny to me because it's like this is just something that I scribbled out because I needed to for the movie. But it it actually means something to somebody, and that's really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah dude, and definitely, I don't know. I feel like it's almost – fuck, I guess I'll piggyback on the rocket thing. But, like, I, it's but, but for real, though, dude, like all those people, I think about those people a lot, and I'm just like they put in their money and fucking a lot of people spent time, like, sharing it and stuff like that. So you, you almost owe a, a debt to these people not to, like, be a fuck up. You know right. what I mean? And just kind of, like, disappear and take the money and run and actually... Uh, yeah, and that's not a bad thing. Right. Right. No, it's a good thing, dude. And I always tell people, like, it's called Kickstarter, not, like, keep starting. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because right. people always right. fucking go back and keep doing more and more. And I'm just like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm trying to, you know... I'm... That thing definitely, like, boosted me to get other jobs and other opportunities and stuff like that. So it was, you know, fantastic thing. As uh, a creator, it's too, it's, right. a good, it's a good barometer for how much interest there actually is in whatever you're trying to work on. Oh, yeah, man. You know, uh, if you put it up and you let all your people know about it, and then, you know, you get maybe one con- tri- contribution from your mother of five bucks. <laughs> right, you right. Dude, your and, aunt just so you, and then later she tells you, yeah, that was just so you'd shut the fuck up right. about it. I'm sick of hearing about it. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, I think, fucking go I think down it's a good system. I think the problem is because it's it's there's so many people doing it, that you get some of these dickheads that just kind of ruin it for everybody. That You know, they're they're not... They're not that serious about finishing their project, and they're yeah. That's the way of the internet, though. Too many people, and yeah. How do you how do you you know separate yourself from the 
the amateurish right. mass or whatever, you know, the people who don't really want to try at all. But I've seen some people all, who get who, who pissed doing at it because they can. the people who contributed to their, their campaigns because they're like, hey, what's what's going on? Like, we kind of need an update. And they're like, fuck you. Like, I shouldn't have to answer to you just because you gave me money. Well, yeah, uh, that's how that works. Oh, well, yeah. It doesn't surprise me there's people like that. It, but, but, if yeah, you that went sucks. to a corporation and said, hey, I got this, this invention that I want to do. Like, well, y'all fund it, and I'll, you know, whatever, whatever, and I'll give y'all back this. You can't then tell them, like, hey, fuck off. Like, you know, right. and it's the same thing. <laughs> like, the people that contribute to your campaign, they're your corporate board. They're the people that that are giving you this shot, you know. And, and it just kind of sucks that there are so many people out there that just sort of had that attitude. Like, and I guess it's just society, that, that attitude that I don't owe you anything. Yeah. Like, just because you're, you know. Right, they're entitled, right. yeah. People are quantifiably more disgusting than they used to be before you know, social media and everything. I, I, I'm a firm yeah. believer in that. Well, well, okay. Were they always disgusting and we're just seeing it now? You know what I mean? Is that it? No, or I think there's more of an first? entitlement for attention uh, for a lot of people. There's a lot more self-centeredness because they get this sort of dopamine rush from posting something and getting a few likes, you know. And so they're like, yeah, yeah, I am do this. Fuck the world. Right. Yeah, Laddie and I uh, listen to a lot of, of the – well, most of it comes from him, actually, but a, a lot of the same, like, uh, online motivational stuff. And there's uh, there's one that I have that has a clip from uh, – I'm not even a fan of him, but uh, Louis C.K., where he's just talking about why he doesn't he doesn't want his kids to have a cell phone. He's just talking about, like, how, how much of our lives we fill with, like in, – in this case, he's talking about cell phones, but just the Internet in general, like how – how much of life has this sort of emptiness where you're just supposed to sit and breathe and sort of deal with yourself? And we fill these holes with like just constant like connection, a false connection, but it's a connection through the Internet and through our phones and how it doesn't allow us to just live as we're supposed to and sort of deal with life. That's uh, a black mirror, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it holds water. Makes sense. No, it's gotten weird. I'm trying to get off of Facebook. Like, I'm doing pretty good with it right now. Because uh, I'd, I'd wake up, and I'd get on there, and I'd look at the news feed, and just some fucking bonehead would say something that would piss me off, and it would, like, it would just set a tone for my morning. You know what I'm saying? And it would just, right. like, get me riled up. And it, part of, obviously, part of that's my fault for allowing it. But that's when I was just like, you know what, dude, I just got to walk away. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it, dude. I got to stay away from the news feed. But it's feed not just people. Like, the, like uh, when you talk about the news feed, it's also, like, sometimes... You wake up in the morning, and the thing that you shouldn't be looking at is Baltimore's on fire. It's not really something that you need to be thinking about right. at five o'clock in the morning. It does set a tone for your for your day that you're just like, oh God, like this this is how this is how people are, this is how people act. This is you know this is this is the world that you live in. When really you should be focusing on how can I get the day started, how can I work harder, how how can I get better, and then deal with that shit. Then then find out. Right, dude, just put on some good tunes or something, you know what I mean? Just fucking get moved, don't think about anything. Fuck, go brush your teeth, take a shit, have some good music on or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Normal normal stuff. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, it, it definitely does, though, bro. It's, it's weird, and people are, I agree with that. Like, everybody's like a celebrity now and stuff. It's 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 very strange. Uh, Wonder where it's going. I, I don't know. I feel like Jack and I are shit. sort of in the same place, though, when it comes to the internet, that as much as... Like Laddie, you can you can really if you if you decide to you can get by just with Instagram because you're an artist or, or Instagram and say Facebook uh, pages manager. Pages manager. That's all I have on my phone right now, but I still oh, kind of creep back like into dream. 
Dude, I still creep back though, dude. Like this morning, I caught myself like looking at it, and I'm just like, dude, stop. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Like go, an go abused spouse, like one of Mayweather's women. Yeah. <laughs> right, like that's ah, uh, fuck, man. That was somebody abused. Right, yeah, dude. <laughs> no, I, there, there's a bunch of venues they only book through Facebook, like for music, for the right. for the rock shows and stuff. Uh, there's. You know, I've got to promote on Facebook because nobody reads their fucking email. Most of them probably have me set to the spam folder at this point. But it's uh, yeah, so it's a it's a necessary fucking evil for it's the me, same with and me. I can't I mean, stand. I, it. I have three podcasts. I, I I I'm either part of or produce up to four podcasts a week. You know, we have these shows that we do, and it's like you you can't like as much as you want to just say fuck this. Let me delete it. Let me put it away. You you have to be on it. You have to be, and you can't just be posting about it. You have to engage people, because otherwise you're just that asshole who's like, hey, go see my show. I don't give a fuck about what you're doing. Just go see my show, you know. And it's right. I mean, it's it's really you know damned if you do, damned if you don't. And uh, but I'm 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 actually debating on trying like something this summer. I don't I don't know if I'll I'll even get to do it, and I don't know if I could last three months. But I've been debating on doing, like, I made a joke, like, calling it Zero Dark Summer, where I just go dark on all social media for three months and just, you know, just don't even worry about it and just see what happens. Be weird, dude. You might get all kinds of shit done, man. Who knows? Yeah. Or you might get nothing done. Because I, I know what y'all were saying about the music and stuff like that. You get, Dude, people, I don't think people leave Facebook anymore. Like, I don't think, how how often do you go to, like, a band's website or something like that? Like, you most of the time you go to oh, your yeah. fa- their Facebook page or an artist's Facebook page. Like, that's right. that's your, it's the hub. We've done away you with know, email like, really as far do. as that's concerned. We used to, like, communicate through email with this sort of thing. And now it's just like, oh, why, why? yeah, I only go to Gmail to check if I have, like, a new bill or something like that. Right, or somebody responded to my Craigslist ad. Yeah, bro. No, there's no question about it, dude. <laughs> By the way, I do it's, want that dog It's totally, I don't know. It's, it's... <laughs> right, right. But yeah, no, man, it's a hub, yeah. bro. It's weird. Uh, but everybody's on it now. Your grandma's on it. You know what I mean? But Your it's also becoming a place it's where it's not even great for advertising, like for doing that, for promoting. It's... No, it's turning into what MySpace was. Mm. Promoters promoting well, to other promoters. MySpace had a little more life right. to it even then, though. Like, I think the main reason that people got off of MySpace was because everybody got on the Facebook. You know, once... That was a better interface on Facebook. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, yeah, the loading but, was fucking just getting... I don't know, like, it was, it like the thing about MySpace was, we didn't have that constant, like, news feed thing, though. You know? Like, it, so it, that was a little yeah. bit easier. Like, I, I was a big blogger at the time, and, and MySpace's blogging was, like, great. Like, and actually... You know, it could it could definitely have its its negative moments, but there was a lot of actually like people were pretty cool and supportive. Oh yeah, there was a lot less instant reward from that too, because you post something on your thing that on Facebook, and you know everybody's well maybe like twenty five percent of every all three thousand people on your friends list are going to see it. Whereas with a MySpace blog, they they would have to click through. Or you'd have to send out a bulletin. Yeah, or something. I guess it depends on what kind of community you have. Oh, but man. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter because it's gone. It's I, I mean, it's there, but it's not there. <laughs> MySpace is bizarre because it, it is there, and there are, like, I think we have a MySpace page for Amhog. I know. <laughs> I'm about to go look right now, bro. To be honest, yeah, you with you. I don't even know how. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I can access mine anymore. 
dude, last time I went on there, and it was a few years ago, and I was doing it, like, just joking around, but, like, Justin Timberlake had bought it, and, like, they were giving you rewards. Like, so if you updated a new profile pic, they would be like, oh, man, you got, like, this cool, like, badge or something like that. It was so fucking lame. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, there's no – man, my my space used to be, like, the Wild West, dude, and it's – let's see how dead it is, bro. I'm about to look mine up right now. Boy. <laughs> my page looks like a vacant lot on MySpace. <laughs> it's nothing but gray. <laughs> Aspiring oh, pan media entertainer extraordinaire. Holy shit. I got 1.2K likes or whatever, whatever that circle in circle yeah, is, people know. I'm connected to. Uh, Obviously, they're updating it some kind of level. All right. So, <laughs> weird. Justin Timberlake ain't broke yet. Maybe he started rewarding people with actual appearances. Maybe it just shows up to people's houses now. Log into MySpace. So it's more about music. (laughs) Looking at that now too, yeah, whatever that's about. Yeah, it's more about music for the third time. (laughs) Sign in. This will be fun. I guess I was. This is awesome. (laughs) This is the show. Yeah, us signing into our MySpaces and trying to remember (laughs) passwords and usernames. (laughs) So yeah, I. uh, Well, Laddie, what? uh, You know, I'm obviously I know what you're working on, but. yeah, you want to talk talk a little about the uh-huh. the book that you're working on right now? Uh, yeah, I'm working on this book, Super Bud, which uh, fuck it, dude. Hopefully, I'll be done in the next week and a half. I only oh, I have one page to draw, and the rest of the pages I just got to ink. And I'm I'm literally inking as we speak when I'm not logging into MySpace. Uh, but it's about these dudes that um, they he goes to buy some weed, and the guy got it from uh like a lab, and it's uh. When they smoke it, it actually – it's this medical marijuana that was enhanced, and it gives whoever smokes it, like, superpowers. Um, and it's it's pretty fucking funny book. Like, it's really it's, – uh, the, the two dudes that wrote it are fucking hilarious. I'll actually laugh while I'm reading the script and, like, while I'm doing it. Very fun book. The first issue is already out on, like, Comixology. You can go grab it on there. And I'm, I'm assuming the next one will be out pretty soon in the next couple months once we get it colored and lettered and stuff like that. So yeah, that's 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 the current project. Creeple People just came out last week, number three, and all that stuff. The trade paperback will be out, yeah. and uh, just Nightstar stuff. So same old, same old shit, and right, trying right. to get my you gig at Marvel. A little bit about that. Um, just the, the Marvel thing is just it's a process. Like when I went to New York in October, I had a meeting with them during Comic Con, and I was with an assistant editor. And I kind of went back and forth with him, doing some sample scripts, and they moved me up. They said they're developing me. Yeah, but like I was telling people yesterday, I don't know how long that's going to take, and I guess until I figure out what they want. But they, they're very – they know what they want. You know what I mean? Like uh, other companies I've worked for and other people I'm doing, like they just kind of let you, hey, go do your thing. You know what I mean? As long as you, it's readable and it makes sense, like go have fun. All but right, Marvel, yeah. they, they're very specific. They want you to pull back. You know, they want this to look like this. They don't want to see the back of anybody's head. You know, like that's a big no-no. They don't want you stacking panels. It's just it's, – it's really, really cool – um, I'm trying to think of like a metaphor that would, you know, make sense, but I don't know. I mean, you're being pretty clear about it. Just okay, like, right. yeah. yeah, dude, but it's, it's fun for an artist. Like you're trying to become better at something and imagine, I don't know, like fucking Van Halen or something telling you how to play guitar or teaching you like, oh, you, you can play, you know what I'm saying? Like you're right. good. You can do this or that. But now you have somebody coming in and saying like, okay, this is really good. Now we're going to, like, really work on these little bitty things that nobody even thinks about, and that's really interesting to well, me. Well, they've got their brand, yeah. I mean, they're kind of the brand of, of I guess, too. What, it's Marvel and DC are still the biggest heavy hitters in comics, or has that and changed? You can argue that Marvel's 
way above them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, okay. I don't know, Buck Light. I don't, I don't know. It, I don't, I don't bit. even so, follow it anymore, just because so much of it depresses me. <laughs> I enjoy it. I'm, I'm trying to be a company man. I fucking love Marvel. I love everything they fucking put out every month, dude. So, uh, but yeah, man, uh, company man, stay loyal to the company. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> But it's cool though, dude. So they moved me up from assistant editor, now I'm messing with some editors, and um, I'm actually trying to get some pages done today, and hopefully I have basically done what they told me to do, and you know we'll just see where we go from there. Hopefully the lesson, the next thing is just give me five pages at the end of a book or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, that's incredible, man. But I'm in the door. Congratulations. You know, I'm in the door. So that's yeah, fun. you're in the system. That's, I'm looking at one of the uh, sample sample scripts, the the last ones that you got, the uh, Thor versus Thor pages, and uh, you know, uh, no, I I mean we we've discussed this, and I you're definitely gonna be on something. I would say, but definitely before the end of the year, Marvel's gonna put you on something. It might not be a regular book, it might just be a fill-in issue, but no, I I, I, I definitely see them putting you on something soon. Well, let, let's hope so, dude. Cause uh, no, I was trying to. It's it's funny. Okay, Jack, let me ask you this: when you're like when you talk to like family or your parents, do you have to explain like what you do? You know what I mean? Is that like something you gotta like? Hey, I'm making a movie, and they're like, you know, the, how how serious does like your relatives and your like your mom and pops take it? Uh, pretty serious. Uh, movies okay. not so much because that's just something that I've kind of started doing in the last couple of years to see if I'm any good at it. But uh, yeah, music that's how I make my living. So. I mean, yeah, they take it pretty seriously. Okay, I was I was trying to explain it to my dad the other day, and it's just kind of like you can just see he like, he don't fucking get it. Like he, he just, and I'm just like, dude, just I don't know. They they want to see dollar signs more than anything. As long as you can pay bills, they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know. Do you, do you think it, it has it, anything it, to do with uh, some sort of perception of comic books not being yes. as uh, legitimate as other creative forms? One hundred thousand percent, yes, and I think that goes beyond like just like your parents or family and stuff like that. Like people, right. and Buck Lightning knows this because I'm talking to him. Well, he'll when he's doing his shit, we'll talk during the day, and I'll be drawing and stuff. But dude, it's and and music is like this too. Like you're trying to explain to somebody. Like so I was I was getting my hair cut the other day, and the lady's like, "Oh, that must be fun. You draw comics." And I'm like, "No." I was like, "It's more. It feels a little more like I'm studying all day long than I'm like." Uh, throwing paint on the canvas like I'm fucking Bob Ross or something like that. Like it feels more like I'm studying for a test. You know what I mean? Like I'm, and it's hard to explain to people. Like imagine trying to be creative every day. Like that's not, not everybody right. can do that. That's not, you know, that's that's the real challenge here. Yes, I'm not roofing. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not working the, a cat in some fucking yard or construction site or something like that. Like it's not physical labor, but yeah, mentally it's it's certainly draining, dude. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a certain process and procedure that you can apply, but you you've got to inject it with something beyond just the rote curves and lines and scale and everything. Yeah. Like you said, you got to put something else into it that's beyond something you can instruct. And it's, yeah, so oh, it's it's funny because when you talk, even, and it doesn't matter the medium, but if you talk to another artist about that and you could throw in podcasting or, or whatever, they can kind of sympathize with you or they can understand it a little bit better than somebody that – and there's nothing wrong. We need doctors and all that kind of they're, – they're more important than – well, I guess you can make an argument either way, but you know what I'm saying. It's just – I don't know if it's jealousy or what it is, but it's you definitely get some weird comments well, Some of it's there. just that I'm it's sure. – it's, so. I mean I'm comic books aren't new, but – the idea of being a professional artist to most people is a pretty foreign concept. Like, it's just not – like, a professional painter, like, that's been around for hundreds of years. But dude who draws comic books and, and makes a living at it, 
That's not most people don't even like uh, when you go to career day, nobody, nobody shows up like on career day when you're, you know, eight years old. And is like, this is, this is Timmy's daddy. He draws comic books for a living. Like that's, that's never happened. It doesn't happen. You know? So most people are just like, wait, you mean, and you get that comment all the time. You had a chick on Tinder ask you that, like, uh, you make a living at that. Yeah, this fucking bitch. Yeah, she goes. Yeah, she goes. You make money doing that, and I'm like, yeah, fucking bitch. You, you fuck off. You know what I mean? End of conversation. Uh-huh. You, you showed your true colors. You, you <laughs> fucking cunt. So yeah, dude. Like yeah, you, 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 get, you get stuff like that from time to time, man. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but uh, I don't know. It's it, it's it's a hell of a gig, man. It's it's definitely something interesting. Uh, and like you said, like okay, you do music. Do you really have a choice? You know what I mean, dude? Like, you, you can't quit doing this. Am right. I wrong? No. Or no? It's, yeah. I, I, I could. I, I would be very unhappy, but I could. For me, I think I mean, as long do as you, you want, don't have kids to support, I? go go live your dream. Go go do what you got to do. Like, I, I get resentful of people who do have kids and they're like, no, I'm still, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this band happen. You might, you might not, but you got to be realistic about that. How good are you? But if you don't, if you don't have somebody that you have to support, why not? Why not go be happy and like go make music or, or draw comics or you know, make dick jokes into a microphone and pretend people are listening. You know, right? You know, and I think it's it's a little bit more than that. Even I think it's only recently that people are starting to see uh, fostering the creativity inside of them as a viable alternative to just, you know, shoving all that away and being like, well, that's fine for somebody else, but I need to go get this kind of job. I need to work in this kind of field. I think you've seen more creative types of work open up to more people. And so you might see a different evaluation in the end of uh, what the worth of all that is. I don't know. Right. But the bottom line for most people, it's going to come down to like money and stuff like that. If you're, if you're making a lot of money, then yes, you're successful. You know what I mean? But there are different levels of, well, I mean, no, that's you know. my point. It's it's easier now to make money creatively than it was in the past. Right. There's not so many gatekeepers in the way now. Right, and that's actually the internet. You know what I mean? Like we were just dogging the internet a little while ago, but like, yeah, that opened it up for everybody a lot of exactly, in a lot of different yeah. ways. Well, nothing nothing is all good and nothing's all bad, but, except <laughs> right. Facebook. Facebook is all bad. <laughs> You're fucking evil, but MySpace, on the other hand, if I can remember my fucking email, I know I couldn't get any of the dude. I tried like five or six combinations. Oh. passwords all the exponential <laughs> dude let's bring it back man uh it's gotta this has gotta be it <laughs> what if there's any chicks around but yeah dude it's, it's i don't know yeah it's, they'll sell you their album right yeah yeah no shit man they're trying to get me to sign in through facebook no chance pal oh uh-uh no, no, no i don't no. want anybody i don't want besides the mhog listeners i don't want anybody to know i'm, I'm dealing with myspace again dude so they can think less of me <laughs> They already hate me for drawing comics, so yeah, <laughs> no chance, man. Uh, Something I wanted to ask you about the Kickstarter thing whenever we were talking about that five hours ago. Um, uh-huh. How many strangers did you get contributing, or was it all just people that were within your network? Uh, dude, surprisingly enough, um, okay, so you definitely had your family, friends, kind of stuff like that, or your network or whatever. Um, but I didn't realize it until the end when I'm actually mailing out the books Dude, I sent uh, comic books to fucking France, to Australia, um, to Yugoslavia, and that was 
without question one of the coolest fucking things in the world dude like to, no to be yeah. like wow this book is here even though it killed me on fucking shipping sure. but like yeah you know what i mean but like that was so cool man um i did a i did a bunch of interviews during the process because i was really really like working hard on the whole uh just getting the word out there kind of thing you know what i mean because i treated it like a job and um so i did i did like a podcast with this i skyped in with this guy in the uk and stuff like that um just just different things man it was yeah so there was a lot of different countries and stuff like that that were involved that's awesome that there are issues of night stars floating around and so that was it's very, global. very you're global the global right, <laughs> right the, the 20 of them that are out there but yeah um hey, you claim what you can, you know <laughs> Oh, dude, fucking a, man. Uh, but that's another thing too is that you realize that because you'll you'll we were talking about the news as well too to kind of like put it all together. But like you you think people are so different, and we're really we're really not. You know what I'm saying? Like a kid in fucking England or a kid in Australia is they're they're the same thing as somebody in America for the most part. You know what I mean? Like right, if yeah. you play them in Call of Duty online or something like that, they all read comics. They all want to like fuck their you know some chick at school. So uh, I don't know, man. It's cool. It was that was that was the coolest part. Or one of the coolest parts. Why? What about you? You had any from out of, out of state, maybe, out of town? I had maybe two strangers. Yeah, the rest of it. Okay. Was it. But, I mean, it was a very small, limited uh, niche project. You know, independent Western made by somebody who's never made a movie uh, that you've never heard of. Uh, you know, And it's going to be super low budget. Right, but you also probably did yours just uh, on the cusp of it becoming like a big thing. And also, like, Kickstarter was kind of the main one, like, whereas Indiegogo especially then probably wasn't as big so if you did it now yeah indiegogo wasn't as big now all that i hear about indiegogo is it's a scam house that's where all the people go who are like oh i've got a daughter who's got uh, cancer we, the we know the all about and that please donate and there's never a daughter <laughs> uh, see and that's that's the other thing too dude is that all these dudes all these artists for or whatever there's other projects too there are people that are making products uh like solar uh, generators and stuff like that. I saw one of those online that made like a fortune on Kickstarter and stuff like that. People that are actually doing legitimate things that are really trying to do something are getting fucked by all these people that, you know, right. burn the books that they were supposed to send out in their Kickstarter or they just disappear or something right. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, take the money and run. Well, the reason is because Indiegogo, they have the option to just get whatever. Even if you don't make the goal amount, you still can keep the money, which, you know, in retrospect, look, looking back and thinking about it, that's a terrible idea if you're an investor in one of these things or if you're a contributor. Uh, you just mentioned a solar generator. Did y'all see that thing that Elon Musk just put out, the Tesla Powerwall? I saw Is the he... thing on my Facebook feed, but I didn't, I didn't click it's it an, because we were – Okay, I saw it a couple days ago. Oh, it's an 18-minute video where he presents – like it's basically a presentation. And uh, I'll preface it by saying like I – I'm not a big believer in like man-made global warming. Like I'm, 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 I'm a skeptic, and part of that is just like so many people, like the the people in charge who are always telling you about it, don't live up to it. You know, like you know, President Obama will go to a G47 summit, like like fly on Air Force One across the world to tell you that you know like carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide is destroying the Earth. And that doesn't make any sense. Like, that's stupid. But Elon Musk, he starts off the video talking about that, about how, you know, carbon emissions are affecting the planet. But then he goes into, here's how we solve it. By getting off of, of like, uh, fossil fuel, uh, what you call it? Uh, well, just getting off of fossil fuels. That was it. Oil. Yeah. Gas. Uh, 
Other three letter words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we dumb it down. Fossil fuel sounded smart. Yeah. No. So he says, uh, so here's the solution. And he shows you like a picture of the sun. And he just starts getting into like how how uh, we would collect uh, solar solar power. And the power wall is essentially this uh, kind of modern art looking piece that would go into walls at, at theoretically in every person's home around the world. And it would just get us completely off of fossil fuels. Now, I don't know if this is feasible or not, but I love Elon right. Musk because that dude is like genuine. Like, I don't know how much of it is motivated. He's trying, bro. He sounds like he's trying hard, dude, to do the right thing. Well, man. He, he, I'm, he, I'm a Musk he's fan. He's working too. on that, uh, I forget what it's called, but that little, like, it's like a bullet tunnel. Like, it's kind of like a train, but it's a personal, like, one person or, or two person car that, like, shoots you across the country, like, in these, these tubes. Oh, like it's so cool. you know, <laughs> well he's also trying to privatize space. You know what I mean? Which is something that's probably going to happen right, sooner right, or later right. as well. well and he's got awesome. the brains to actually uh, do it. Like and, this... and the money, <laughs> PayPal's the shit. So, so, no, so, yeah, I just thought dude. that was cool. I mean, you know, is it feasible short term? Probably not. But like, it would be kind of cool if this is something that we could do long term. Dude, being a tunnel and like shot like a bullet. To like across the country or flying a plane, like you know what I mean? Like I, I don't. That sounds scarier than flying, dude. I'm not a big fan oh, of flying. Good. Yeah, who's gonna be the test one for that? Well, to be <laughs> honest with you, the one that scared me yeah, more is like I'm looking at that power wall, power wall thing, and I'm like, well, how many years will it be before we know for a fact that it's not leaking power? You know, like, like you know, is it leaking any sort of radiation? How do you, you know, like who wants to be the microwaves do like it I'm, I, I don't know like I'm, look i'm not saying like it's dangerous i'm just saying but it does scare me a little like you're gonna have i mean just because it's radiation doesn't mean that it's necessarily bad Light right, fair enough i'm just saying like right, somebody's right. got to be the family to test that. that that just is going to be the first person to you know and, and like especially when they always say like don't get the first model of anything you know, don't get the first iPhone, don't get the first Android, get the second model, because that's when they're they they've actually figured shit out. You know, I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying like I'm looking at this like uh you know power source that's just loaded on your wall. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's interesting. Uh. Dude, As opposed regardless. to the power sources that are already loaded in our walls. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. Electric There's fucking outlets, fucking twelve of them per room in some people's houses. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking right. Out next to like outside by puddles and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That can get rain in them. It's it's fucking insane, dude. Before I, we all... had electricity, we uh, only had one nut. Now we. Laddie and I had gone to uh, <laughs> right. French Quarter Fest a couple weeks ago, and as we're you know it rained that day, and as we're walking back to to the car. They just had a power line hanging by our heads. <laughs> you like not... that, don't you? <laughs> City of New Orleans at its best, man. Oh, man. Doing the doing the deal. What a fucking piece of shit, dude. <laughs> nah, man, some fix this. I'm see. I'm all about it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if global warming's real or not. Uh, I'm just over oil personally. No, I'm not even trying to get political. I'm just saying, like, I just feel like it's. It's just, it's old school, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, what, should we use typewriters still? You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it, dude, if we got the technology and I we don't can know. do it. Go walk down for a rat, you'll see some motherfuckers typing dude, on typewriters. I've seen that, man, dude, I've said they'll write, like, a poem for you or something like that. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. I'm like, what kind of fucking hustle is this, man? 
They try to yeah, they try to pretend like they're Hemingway sitting on Frenchmen or something like that. Yeah, Wearing right. a bra underneath oh, their clothes. Oh, the anachronism. <laughs> Dude. So weird. Uh, Notice me. I am do this. <laughs> I look at yeah, the environment so the same way I look so at deep. diet and exercise. Like whenever you hear, you know, Laddie and I talk about this all the time, like like, oh, eggs are bad, this is bad, now it's good, now it's not bad. I always say, instead of worrying about all that shit and what the media is trying to feed you, just try to exercise and try to live your life right. And it's the same thing with the environment. It doesn't matter if global warming is a real thing or not. Let's just try to, like, not waste shit and just be responsible. It's a better way to do it. Yeah, dude. I mean, a good place to start is just... Oh, that'll nice never fucking happen. Change, you know? right. Start there, number one. <laughs> As far as food goes, I'm going to Popeyes as soon as we get off the fucking air, bro. So fuck all that, dude. I mean, uh, no, nah, well, I always say this too. Dude, my grandpa died at 101, then this motherfucker ate honey buns all day long and stuff like that and cake. You know what I mean? Like it, it turns out that's the real Atkins, di- shit, Atkins diet: honey buns and cake. <laughs> right, that actually alive, dude. These fucking honey buns. I mean, you can prove that anything is bad if you just put the right framework around I've, it. I've often said, like, <laughs> right, I, I don't man, remember man, what show or movie I heard this on, but uh, it's always made sort of sense to me. Even though it doesn't, there's no way to translate this into, like, that makes a literal, like, you, cause and effect sense. But someone explained, like, the idea, uh, like, the Roadrunner theory of, of how things affect us. And by that, what I'm saying is, like, when you watch a Roadrunner cartoon... What Roadrunner runs off and in into the air off a cliff and just gets gets wherever. And Wiley Coyote chases after him, and he's running on air, like literally running on air. And he doesn't actually fall until he looks down and realizes that there's no no ground underneath him. But if he never looks down, he's fine. And it just seems like there's certain things that affect us, where like things are starting to affect us because somebody says, "Hey, uh, you know, milk gives you." limp dick i don't know <laughs> like like whatever but before that milk was fine but now that that someone said this now now that somebody so you're saying it's kind of like a placebo effect so yeah. you, you, it happens because you believe it's going to happen like peanut allergies like like i'm sure there are people that have genuine peanut allergies that die from it but it just that seems like there's some kids that are sort of talked into it you know like like oh well he just breaks out in hives well that other kid dies from it so how allergic is your kid to peanuts, you know? That is strange, though, man. Like, dude, I remember eating peanut butter and jelly, like, all the time for lunch, dude. And now you can't, like, bring it to school. You can't have peanut butter at schools now. Uh, that's that's fucking wild, man. Before you can get peanut butter in it. <laughs> right, you probably got a better shot, dude. Yeah, feeding them that for lunch. Dude, but how wild? That's I don't know, man. Like, are we debilitating, like, generation after generation? Like, I, I don't know, man. It's and all, all that radiation that Buck keeps throwing. Right, right. It's all that fucking, yeah, that, that radiation from Musk's fucking solar generators. <laughs> your cell phone's getting <laughs> a peanut allergy right now. Yeah. Dude, I think about that, too, dude. Sometimes I'll have my cell phone on, like, my dick and stuff, dude. And I'm like, dude, am I killing, like, um, future laddies? You know what I mean? Like, how, how much is that affecting us? <laughs> Having it in your pocket? Like, is that making me fucking sterile? I don't know, just a thought. I've had that thought a couple times. Yeah, the next iPhone, you'll be able to pick different varieties. Which allergy do you want to get with this iPhone? (laughs) They're all Uh, heat into different allergy radiations. I'm going to be allergic to broccoli if I get my choice. Oh, man. (laughs) The new iPhone chemtrail. Oh, man. Buck Lightning doesn't like chemtrail, man. Let's not get into that shit. 
Oh, is that like a religious conversation for you? Yep. Uh, no, we just had a discussion because he's he's into the chemtrail thing, and to me, I'm like, eh, I'm not buying it. You know, but theories. I like fucking ghosts and and all that. I, I eat it up, dude. So maybe I just like I like it. I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm like Fox Mulder, bro, of comics, dude. So that's that's kind of my gig. I, I want to believe. Uh, well, before we get out of here, I, I did want to tell a story. Uh, I, all right, so all right, so I didn't know that it was going to be a hour and a half long episode, but all right. We're only on an hour. I know. I've heard <laughs> oh, your stories. Oh, before. my stories are long. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and don't think, don't think I didn't see that little post on Facebook, Team Pickle. Fuck you. Uh, C- cut off his I did mic. That because I knew you was going to say it. <laughs> That's for you. That's called building hype. Oh no. So. Uh, Shoot a knot, man. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, as been. Uh, <laughs> As has been documented on this show, uh, you know, my uncle died last month, and uh, the funeral took like three weeks before we went to it. I think I had mentioned on the show that it was unclear what the funeral consisted of, because it wasn't a funeral, and I was going to have to go to church, which, you know, nothing against churches, but I'm not religious, and it makes me feel weird to be there. And it was unclear if they were, if it was an actual service or if they were just going to say, hey, bow your heads for our brother Sal. So, so, uh, so I went and, uh, and I didn't know what kind of church it was. I just knew it was in Kenner, Louisiana. And, um, oh, that's Fletch Boogie. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) At least he woke up. Yeah. Yeah. He finally woke up. His wife's like, when the fuck are we going shopping? Anyway. Yeah, his wife's packing, bro. Ready to move right. out, dude. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I went to the the funeral with my mom and my cousin, and uh, it's in this. Uh, there are these churches now, like like not Catholic churches, but but branch off churches, like say Episcopalian or Lutheran or something like that. This one was Lutheran, Protestant church, and uh, but they they try to they sort of try to modernize religion so that it's a little more relatable to people who don't want to sit, you know, in an old school, like Notre Dame kind of church and, and listen to a guy like sing hymns in Latin, that sort of thing. And I have an appreciation for it. Cause I kind of, you know, it's like, why, why shouldn't you just sort of like make people, as long as you're preaching the same message, like make it interesting. Don't, don't make people miserable cause they're worshiping, you know? So I'm for that, but I go into this church it's it's one of those churches and it's kind of funky to the point where I'm looking at the stained glass windows and there are in all kinds of different patterns and like geometric shapes and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense like like I, I like my walls to be sort of linear you know I like my windows to be square <laughs> like to see like like one is like a fucking like diamond shaped and shit I'm like what the fuck is that like am I in a church or is this is this fucking playtime for for eight year olds you know. And so it's just a really weird place, and uh, and I'm sitting there, and and they start the service, and they've got a band, like an actual band. It's not it's not the the old school organ with with uh, you know the nun behind it. It's it's like eight guys who probably played like jazz in in the 30s. The pastor is wearing a Bermuda shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that kind of gig, you know, like it's, it's really like it's it's funky, but it's also a little like off putting. 
And uh, and so they start playing this music that I guess is just below Christian rock. Like, it's it's actual, like, hymns that somebody wrote in the last 20 years. Just below Christian rock. That sounds like the <laughs> lamest thing in the world. Yeah, what, what the fuck does that mean? But yeah, <laughs> right? Well, it's like, it's like Christian rock, but they were like, eh, let's leave out the role. You know, like, let's... Let's not let's not get too crazy here. Let's not like actually make music that people would want to listen to. Let's it still it still needs to feel like you're suffering when you when you when you do these hymns. Oh, weird. I I had actually had like a bit of a laugh that I had to suppress because uh I'm sitting I'm stand well I'm standing for for the for the hymns and uh and I'm looking at these people like doing their thing and I and I appreciate it. they're playing instruments and guitars and. And fucking, I don't know, uh, a ukulele, whatever, whatever. No, there was no ukulele. But, uh, and I was like, man, like, the, like these people are trying to offer, like, this progressive version of religion. I'm like, I wonder what happened if a guy like Jack Locke came in and tried to show them really progressive music, you know? And I started to laugh, and I had to kind of bite my lip because these people are, like, saying things about their Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look, and there's like a 16-year-old girl, Uh-oh. and uh, she's doing things Uh-oh. with her hands. Adam got a boner in the church. <laughs> right, man, this is so dark. <laughs> no, she 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 had little tits. I was no, I was. I was uh, that's that kind of thing. All right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Inside joke. Fuck you, bitch. All right, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so like she's she's doing things with her hands. I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? And I realize she's doing sign language. And, uh, and I'm looking around I'm like, is there a fucking deaf person in here, or are they just, are they, did they just decide, hey, we we need to we need to we do had sign a more language. of a budget this month, so we decided to <laughs> go. And then flourish. and then I noticed the woman in front of me, she's kind of like every once in a while she's doing the sign language too, but I see her talking to her kids, so she's not deaf. Like what? Like what the fuck is going on? You think in this they're place? talking shit about people across the church. With sign language? <laughs> that would be awesome. No, no shit, that'd be funny. As yeah, while they're talking about your God is a loving God, they're sickly like, look at this right. cup with the, <laughs> with the rollers. Right, are they doing like satanic hand gestures and stuff like that that you don't realize? <laughs> the casting sign I wish they were. I would have <laughs> started learning sign language. Oh, man. Oh, man. And then the kid in front of me, like the, the little family in front of me with the chick who's doing the sign language too, uh, they're they're trying to tell them to behave, especially like during during my uncle's service, because it ended up being an actual service where they talked about him for a bit. And uh, the the little kid, he's like fucking three, you know, like he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know they're talking about a dead person or what that means. But the parents are clearly parents that don't like spank their kids, which it's fine if that's your choice. But this kid just did not give a fuck what they said. Like like they're trying to control him. But he's just like, no. And then at one point, he, like, walks off into the aisle, and he sort of, like, crouches down in the position that you're in if you're about to tackle somebody. Like, like an old man walks by him for the uh, for the Eucharist, you know, where they're taking the, the bread and the wine. And, and he, he's, like, he crouches down like he's just going to fucking tackle this old man. <laughs> And then I sort of found myself uh-huh. wanting them to tackle the old man, just just to just to liven things up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty weird weird service, and I mean it was nice. Uh, my mom got up and gave a speech, 
uh, which she wasn't, she, like, she was, she didn't know if she was brave enough to do it, like, she, she ran the speech past me, and I had to tell her to cut things out, because at one point she starts talking about, like, I'm so sorry that she's got, he's not gonna be around to see his granddaughters get married, and I was like, mom, nobody right, wants to fucking, yeah. like, they know, they know grandpa won't be there when they go down the aisle, like, why are you gonna remind them of that, that's, <laughs> that's I fucking want depressing. Them to cry hard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the best part is one of his granddaughters isn't religious. (laughs) She's not religious, so she's sitting there. And, uh, like, you know, I'm the type of person, like, if I'm at a religious service, like a a wedding or something, or or a funeral, I don't, I'm not religious, so I don't want to, like, kneel and all that. But they'll sit and they'll stand, and I don't want to be that guy who's just like, I'm not going to stand. So I get along with it. She's, like, 15, 16, so she's like, fuck this. So she's just sort of looking Uh at her cell phone. While Somehow people are crossing standing. her arms and looking at the cell phone at the same time. <laughs> right. Pose, you know. Right. I'm like, awesome. I was like, I was like, look at this cunt. Like, what, what the fuck? It's your grandfather, bitch. And later on, I was talking to uh, her mom and uh, my mom had said, yeah, I saw she didn't want to. She said she didn't want to go to do the Eucharist. She didn't want to take the bread, which I wouldn't have either. It's fucking communal bread. Like, what the fuck is that? Uh, like, but, uh, but she said, uh, uh, she said she's not religious. That's all she didn't want to do. It. And her mom's like, that's not true. She's like, tell her the real reason. And she's like, well, it's kind of the reason. And then her mom goes, she doesn't want the bread because it's not wheat. And, and she doesn't want uh, the car. You told me this story. And that's so insane, dude. <laughs> wow. Because, because the host weighs that much, bro. Like, that's so insane. Jesus. Right, right. She's like, it's not. Jesus. She's like, they don't make, they don't make unleavened wheat bread. <laughs> and oh, I looked Jesus, at her and I said, right. That's right. What I, said. I, I looked at her and said, no, baby, Jesus don't have no carbs. <laughs> uh, Jesus won't make you fat, baby. <laughs> But uh, it was a weird service, but it was it was nice, you know. Uh, people got up and said really nice things about my my uh, my uncle and all that. And, but just very weird. I I just I don't know. Like the, I ha- I'm not religious, but I don't. I, I almost have this feeling like when I walk into a church, like the shit should just catch fire. <laughs> yeah, like like just having me there is wrong. <laughs> I think uh, so. yeah, I got dropped somehow. Oh shit, he did. Yeah, he's texting some bitch. But <laughs> we're gonna. Uh, well, you. Uh, what kind of shows you got coming up? I got. Uh, let me think. I think it's all Homa coming up for the next month. Yeah, I got my fifties project, the Nola Troublemakers, in Homa, and then a couple weeks later, I got the Jacklock Rock show in Homa as well. Uh, then we're doing some fancy wine thing with the Troublemakers in Mandeville. Uh, oh, when's that? July 31st. I think it's like a $50 minimum entry fee. It's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, if I'm in town, I'll try. Yeah. Oh, uh... uh, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, yeah, I don't God. know what to do. Sometimes thank I'm God. fucking... I, I, right, yeah, they saved me, dude. Uh, now, nah, I'll touch the shit with my ear, bro. I do that all the time on my phone, man. Mm. Uh, no worries. <laughs> I'll put it on mute uh, and shit. All right. Well, if I'm in town, I'll try and go to the... Uh... That that sounds that sounds pretty cool, and I've been wanting to see your your fifties uh, band for a while. Just hasn't really worked out. Yeah, you know? no, we we do like festivals and 
most of the time it's just weird private events and shit. Right. Uh, I got uh, well tomorrow. This this is gonna be coming out on Sunday today. So uh, tomorrow is gonna be M Hog's first trivia night over at the Babylon. Okay, how's that gonna go? Uh, uh well, we're gonna see. Uh, well, no, it's, I mean, it's what, what's idea... planned for it? Well, it's gonna be a movie, and tomorrow is uh, you know, May the Fourth. May the Fourth be with you, sure, all that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm planning on doing four categories of movie trivia. Uh. You know, superhero movies are out right now, so I'm probably going to do... I'm thinking of doing 10 questions per category. And so, maybe 10 on superhero movies, uh, probably comedies, you know, maybe drama. I don't know what the fourth one is, but I'm thinking, since it's May the 4th, I'm thinking uh, it's going to be Star Wars. Yeah, you kind of have to, don't you? Yeah, so... And it's going to be $5 per person, two-person teams. It's going to be a cash prize, which... We're we're not determining now because it's going to depend entirely on how many people show you get your up. Your entry you know? feedback. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, yeah, if it's one person, that's. <laughs> but the second prize I think is going to be a ten dollar uh a ten dollar bar tab, which yeah, dude, that's uh, three beers. Yeah. Well, it's more than that if you're a guy because it's actually men's. I think it's two for one beers. Awesome. I think. So it's something like that over the Babylon on Monday nights and. And this is going to be a trial run. I don't know if we'll do it the next week or if we're going to wait a month to start doing it regularly. But uh, what time is but, that? Yeah, what time? Uh, 8 p.m. Cool. So roughly 8 to 10. So it's pretty accessible for most people. You know, like I, I know a lot of guys who do comedy shows on like a Wednesday and it, it starts at like 930. Well, <laughs> most people got work the next morning, you know. But yep. if you start at like 738, people are a little more, you know. That's happy like hour-ish, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so that should be fun. And then this Friday is the next M Hog comedy show, and we got uh, I can't remember the name of all the guys. We got Eric Hollerback, who has his own podcast that we're apparently going to be on. Uh, we got Ben Wisdom. Oh yeah, he's he's good. I like Ben. He's done a lot of stuff uh, in the burlesque circles. So yeah. Oh okay. I've known him, all right. I haven't, I haven't seen him yet. It's a okay, funny cool. dude. Uh, Corey Mack's going to headline it. I'm not, uh, there's another person, but I can't, uh, I apologize. I, I don't think that person listens, but, <laughs> but if you do, I apologize. I just don't have the information to, uh, up on hand, but uh, I'm going to be hosting it. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, hold on. Actually, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, MO podcast. Walk us through every step of this. Tell us what you're clicking, <laughs> what you're typing. Even when you do a typo, I want to know. Okay, here we this go. Here we go. Thomas. Want. <laughs> Thomas Jones. Thomas Jones is the is the other Thomas person. Jones, okay. And um, Dead Machine Theory, which is comprised of uh, well, it's it's Giovanni Nova's band who used to be in Bad Grass. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a new thing. I don't. Uh, I th- I think it's a very different sound from Bad Grass, from what I understand. But uh, but yeah, I'm gonna be hosting it. I'm gonna cool. be introducing all the acts, and uh, should be a good time. And that's. Seven dollars at the door. Looks like it starts at nine p.m. and that's this Friday. So, uh, so for those of you who are in New Orleans, come on out and uh, and make sure to go to. Uh, I guess it's, your website or your Facebook page is like Jacklock Rock Show, right? Well, that's one of them. You can just go to Jacklock. Uh, I prefer you go to Jacklock.com because I actually do have a website. I put some work in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that, and that is once again J A K L O C K E. Correct, and even if you misspell Jack, it'll still get you where you need to be. Oh, you had to purchase both of them just. In I case. thought of everything. 
<laughs> Both oh. of them. I thought um, of everything, all two of them. Right, right. <laughs> Laddie, you're mostly operating off the Facebook page, right? Yeah, yeah. I do my little Instagram thing uh, nowadays. I've been trying to post. I've been trying to post something every day, uh, regardless. With just if, even if it's just like a shot from a panel I'm working on or something like that, just so I don't disappear into the ether or whatever. Uh, so yeah, dude. Tim Laddie, L-A-T-T-I-E. Uh, we'll get you my Facebook page and then pretty much everything else on social media. I'm just team laddie. You can play me on Xbox if I ever get back on there or something like that. So yeah, <laughs> very cool. Oh, well, we know, now, now that vampire, the fucking Xbox, but yeah, now, now that <laughs> yeah. you have, uh, now that you have buck lightning as your agent, I, I highly recommend I'm that. all about it, bro. You, you make me money, dude. I do. I, I want nothing to do with financial things. Just, <laughs> just put me in a room. Let me draw. You can be my manager. Go for it. All right. Are you taking other clients too? Cause, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. What, what you want me to do for you? Let's, let's see if we can get something going. <laughs> Yeah, let the no, shit just I'm, do art, man. Yeah, do something yeah, else. Everything I'm not good at, like marketing. <laughs> Christ, oh, I hate shit. selling. Depending on shit. who you ask, I may or may not be good at that either, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, so, but thank y'all both for for coming hey, on. You know, I, this is this is a real week, and we're hey. we're trying to keep back. You know, I, I we made a decision a while ago to start taking M Hog much more seriously. It's debatable how good we've been at that, but we uh, I don't want to I don't want to skip episodes. We did miss one due to unforeseen circumstances but but yeah you know i i want to i want to make sure that we're out twice a twice a a week on thursdays and and sundays and and uh so so thank y'all for for helping me do that yeah for sure anytime yeah fucking hey man this was fun and fuck fletch boogie uh, right, yeah. say so. Oh. No, I gotta. I gotta <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna line it up. Uh, his wife can watch. <laughs> uh, Kurt Amaker, a video, video. <laughs> My hero. That's a real inside joke. So. <laughs> and, and I can uh, score it for you. That, oh yes, yes. yes. Uh, now we got a real movie. Where's Kickstarter when you need it? <laughs> Indiegogo, right. that shit. That's a scam if I ever heard one. <laughs> All right, folks, I've been your host, uh, Adam Santino, and with me is... Jack Locke. Uh, Tim Laddie. And keep it lightning, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, power line just went out. Uh, Energy's going to take 12 hours. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) No, seriously, thank you.